Yo, what's up, everybody? How we doing today? It's Tuesday. And I mean, listen, really, really stoked for this week. Last night, the National Championship of College Football. We'll start working our way into the NFL playoffs as we get towards it this weekend. And uh, lots to get to today. So stay with us. But first, let me just mention a couple of our great sponsors. Um, first, I'll start off with Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. And as Alex just puts up the QR code, you can click on that. So if you have your phone handy, you just take your phone, hit that QR code, and you're going to go right to Seven Mile Casino. So if you want to play blackjack, if you want to play poker, if you want to do it in a smoke-free environment, if you want to have incredible food, the best location, seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, Bay Boulevard in Chula Vista, this is the place to be. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Speaking of having problems with gambling, let me tell you something. I got a problem right now. I am ice, ice, ice cold on prize picks. Last night during the national championship game, the running back from Michigan, what's his name? Uh, Blake, is it Corum? Is that his last name? Yeah. Is that it? Okay. He was going to, um, I got a 15% discount on prize picks and they said, you know, he'll rush for 84 and a half yards or whatever. I went more easy. No problem. Kid had over a hundred yards rushing. No problem. But what I did was I took the quarterback from Michigan McCarthy and I put him together with Penix and combined these two guys needed to pass for 494 yards. Penix, you know, late in the game was hurt and I was hoping for a comeback and I was, you know, saying, Hey, throw the ball, whip it all over the place. Didn't happen. McCarthy passed for like 140 yards in the game because Michigan's run game was so dominant, especially early in the game. Um, ice cold on prize picks. So if you're playing, send me your picks, tweet them to me, email them to me. I, I don't, I, you can text them to me if you got my number, which is fine. Just get me your picks. Cause my picks are ice cold prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. They will match your first deposit hundred percent up to hundred dollars. I put a hundred dollars in at the beginning of the football season. And now I've got like 57 bucks left and I'm trying to make it the entire football season on that original hundred dollars. So get in this game, prizepicks.com slash great friends. And you're probably going to play better than I am. Cause I'm ice cold. Help a brother out and send me your picks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Okay. Today, is day two for me, day two of Athletic Greens, AG1. So listen, um, I was just talking to a guy earlier this morning, and he was telling me that his New Year's resolution, he said, not resolution, lifestyle change, whatever you want to call him. This guy was telling me the story that he's whitening his teeth and he's quitting drinking coffee, and that's how he is um, getting himself healthier through the year. He wanted to get his teeth whitened, and the best way to do it was to stop drinking coffee. He also quit drinking booze like cold turkey, et cetera. Listen, if you want to get healthy in the new year, and I know a lot of us do, especially in January, that's why the gyms are all crowded for the first two weeks of January. If you want to get healthy, do this. Get a subscription to AG1. It's the it's 75 vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods. It's all combined in one. If you have a stomach issue and you can't make movements, dude, this stuff will help clean you out. Um, and it really, I don't take any vitamins. I don't take a multivitamin. I don't take vitamin C. I don't take anything. All I do is take my AG1 and I got to go to LA for the next two days. I've already packed my bottle and I've packed a couple of these travel packs. You get five free travel packs and you get the one year supply of vitamin D, which is very, very important. I dip, I put a little bit of vitamin D in every morning, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. I invite all of you guys to join me on my 30 day challenge because in doing it for 30 days, I'm going to create a habit and I'm going to do it every day all year long, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Hey, um, speaking of greens, let me send uh, everybody over to our friends at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. 
If you spend $75 or more, you can use our promo code BETTERBUD and you can get 20% savings. Now, this could work for you for home delivery. It could work for you if you're in the store. Better Bud is the promo code. So when you walk in and you go, hey, I've got this promo code. I'm a Kaplan and Crew listener. They go, great. What's the code? Better Bud. B-E-T-T-E-R. Better Bud. That's your promo code. You save 20% at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. All right, listen, it's Tuesday. Let's get started. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. To all of our radio listeners out there on 1090, all throughout Southern California, to all of our YouTube viewers worldwide, wherever you may be, to all of our audio podcast listeners, whether you're listening today on Tuesday or on your own time catching up, and to our TV viewers tonight on Channel 4 San Diego, wherever you are, however you're watching, however you're listening, we are glad you're here on a Tuesday, the day after the national championship game. And I'll tell you this about the national championship last night. I went over to a buddy of mine's house. He's a big Washington Huskies fan. He played baseball there. He's an alum there. And I found myself, even though I was telling the stories yesterday about Jim Harbaugh and the relationship that we got to enjoy with Jim in his time here in San Diego, I found myself rooting for the underdog, especially when the game was a one-score game. Because early in the game, it looked like Michigan was going to blow the doors off Washington. But Washington got it back to that 20-13 to 13 area, and they had so many opportunities to get back in that game. I mean, Michael Penix, I got to say something. You know, for as great of a season as this kid had, and for all the talk I hear about how NFL scouts are not overly impressed with him, mostly because of his injury history, I got to tell you guys, I mean, watching the game yesterday, I don't know that he's much more than a backup quarterback in the NFL if he's a backup quarterback in the NFL. There were way, way too many easy open passes that he missed. And I'll just say this. I'm not blaming the game on the referees. Michigan was the better team. But my God. Goodness, the referees were terrible last night in favor of Michigan. How many holding penalties did they miss against Michigan? It might have changed the game a little bit earlier, but the better team won, and Harbaugh is now the big story. So, Grande, Brown Man, I welcome you guys in here on a Tuesday afternoon. The crew is in the house. The team is back together again. We got a lot to get to from the national championship last night. And today, earlier in the day, probably at around like 9.30 this morning, another NFL head coaching vacancy as Mike Vrabel gets fired by the Tennessee Titans. So we got a lot to get to today. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting softer as I'm getting older, but I felt so terrible for Michael Penix last night because he missed, he had a terrible game. He yeah. missed so many guys. That game could have easily gone in Washington's direction. I don't think the better team won. I just think the better team last night won. I, I, Michael Penix missed wide open dudes. That game well, dude, could have easily early, gone the early, other way. Bro, early in the game. Early in the game. He had a kid. Don't bro me, he, Scuba he, Steve. Don't bro me, Scuba Steve, and three minutes in. He missed He missed <laughs> a wide open shot early in the game. His wide receiver was completely wide open. If he hits him, the kid is gone. And it's a, and it's a totally different game. And, and in the latter part of the game, probably like the second half of the fourth quarter, 
man, he had been so beaten up and so bruised, and he was like in agonizing pain. And by the way, the right tackle, number 73 for Washington, bro, how is that guy on the field? The, the number of times that he had illegal procedure penalties and the sacks that that guy gave up, brutal. I still think so, Michigan was a better team. I think Michigan was a better team all the way across the board. To start in reverse, 73, back-breaking penalties, mm. back-breaking plays. He was the Achilles heel. But the better team won. If Michael Penix completes some of those passes, they win. They win. Because all I heard about J.J. McCarthy was that he's Tom Brady-like. He's this. That boy, terrible. <laughs> if you thought Michael Penix had a bad night, that boy, J.J. McCarthy, man, I don't want to hear nobody tell me here first-round pick. If Scott thinks Penix is a backup because of the injuries, J.J. McCarthy's throwing ability makes him undraftable. Like, the better team won because Michigan physically dominated that game in the trenches. Like, it didn't look like a blowout because all they had to do was turn around and hand that thing off. And some dude who ain't scored since, I think they said, like November, two 40-yard touchdowns. Yeah, like, number seven, the running yeah, back from Michigan, yeah. Whoever he is. Like, it was obvious Michigan was physically better than them, and it just came down to a matter of can Penix carry his team with his arm? And that was the moment for him to step himself as a first-round pick, as a starter. And he didn't. Just he, wild, a week ago, a week ago, he was making every single throw. And he every wasn't doing it. Throw. And he wasn't, he wasn't. And I watched every snap of that game against Texas. It wasn't was wide open dudes. It wasn't wide right. open dudes. It was like tight holes that you would just that's NFL caliber style yes. of throws he was making against I Texas. Agree. And the questions, and this is why I feel bad for him. Not necessarily for his performance. That's on him. What I feel bad for is the questions that were being asked about Michael Penix. Both questions were answered no last night. Can he step up against better competition? No. Can he stay healthy throughout a season? Last night proved it again. Broken ribs, broken arm, whatever was going on with him. He didn't help himself by just consistently grabbing yeah, yeah. you know, his ribs. So Michael Penix, when me and Browner talked about it last week, why is this kid not being talked about being number one overall pick? Last night we saw the answer. Last night we saw the answer. And, and the no's weren't whispers. You're correct. They weren't whisper no's. They were very loud neon megaphone no and no because yeah. he got hurt and he and he drew so much attention to that injury yep. and he just didn't make the throws against better competition. Yeah. And that's yeah, what I mean, it came down to. Listen, I mean, you, you get to the highest level of college football where you've got the two best teams, literally number one and number mm -hmm. two in the country. And these and were you, the two best teams. Right. And you had an opportunity, Penix, to, to really solidify – Hey, I'm an NFL quarterback. By the way, I agree with you, Browner. McCarthy's not an NFL quarterback either. If McCarthy got to the NFL, he'd be like the kid from Alabama who's in New England. Um, that he just he doesn't have Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. <laughs> he, he doesn't have like star qualities to him. No. You know, um, listen, we many of us, most of us up in San Francisco, right? Am I right, Browner? Huh? I mean, most of and us would never have seen Brock Purdy coming from a mile away. Correct. Most of us would never have seen Josh Allen coming because most of us didn't watch much of Wyoming's, you know, football when he was, you know, when he was playing there. Um, but the scouts watched, you know, and and I can only tell you this: like the the, the kid from uh, LSU this year that won the the Heisman Trophy. I'll tell you guys right now, I never saw him play one game. 
I didn't see LSU play one game this year. They may have played Alabama on TV. They may have played Florida on TV. They may have played Georgia on TV. I didn't see one thing. when they, I thought Penix would have won the Heisman Trophy because I saw plenty of Washington play this year. Well, here's why. Because there's voters on the East Coast, actual voters, that could say the same thing about Michael Penix. Probably so. Yeah, yeah. that they never saw Washington play. he's playing at 10 o'clock Eastern time. Yeah. So I, I got to just say, Penix had an opportunity last night to show the country and to show the NFL that he's an NFL quarterback. And I would just say this, that um, even just his throwing style and his motion just didn't look NFL caliber to me last night. And again, bottom line is he missed so many wide open throws that could have changed the complexion of that game, especially early. And look, he was banged up. Their, their right tackle killed them all night long. Their running back was, um, was you know, it seemed like he was playing on one leg. What was the coach doing there? What was the yeah, coach like, doing leaving that guy in for so long, Dylan Johnson? He, he went in with an injury. He went in with an injured ankle. His ankle got hurt in the first play oh, of the game. Shit. And they still – oh, the dog's going crazy. Yep. The dog is going crazy. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. It's 2024, and some things never change. You know, some things like never, clockwork. Like clockwork. Get in here, Lock. Jack. Come on. Leave that little Mexican man alone. Get in here. Just kick that dog, man. Take the lawsuit. Just kick it. Just kick it. No, you just can't. kick it. You can't do it. You can't do it. Just kick it. Just kick it. Or just let it bite you that, and storm. Is that you know what's why is that it's it's Scott's fault? But yet if that landscaper kicks him, the landscaper ain't winning. It's landscaper losing. Yeah, what happened is the uh of course today is Tuesday, and I'm just trying to get back into my routine. And uh the guy who cleans the hot well, we are tub, in your routine. We are in your right. Routine. I mean, it's the same this thing. Part of your routine. Right. What are you talking I about? This, this I, is I, it. I forget. And and yeah. the thing is, is that my daughter hasn't gone back to school yet. They actually go back to school tomorrow, so she's here. So she could have helped, but she didn't know that the pool guy was here. You know, and uh, the da- the dog just attacked the pool guy. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. fall. Listen, if you work at Scott Kaplan's house, just fall down. That dog come in, <laughs> just fall down. That's it. Just fall down, man. You know what it is? You know what it is with people when you are fearful of the dog. Um, the, the dog senses it, you know, and then the dog is in control. No one's scared of your dog. Right, no one's, no one's scared of your dog. Everyone's scared about, no offense oh, no. here to anybody listening oh, or watching. No. Now he's back out there. He got out oh, again. Oh, my Julia. God. Can I some help, please? Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Ooh, welcome to oh, 2023, y'all. Welcome I thought back. that dog left at home. I thought that dog was, it was he evicted. Oh man, I thought that dog, I thought that dog was living on the street at this point. Ain't no yeah. way. He's yeah. back in the house. He back like what happened, man? Yeah. Leave that dog, let that dog go to Pittsburgh. Man, I thought that dog got ev- evicted. What happened? Yeah. Why is he back? Um, he got evicted. He did get evicted, the dog. But mm. then what happened is when my son came home from college, he wanted the dog back here at the house. Take him so to he, Pittsburgh. He got the dog. Yeah, um, take him to Pittsburgh, dog. I know. Enjoy. Man. I know. Man, I'll tell you that what. Dog's get, that dog's going to get you in trouble one day. Yeah, you're going to get sued, dog. Let me tell you something. The fact that I've not gotten in trouble with this dog, um, I think I may have told you guys this story years ago, probably five years ago. Um, we had, uh, this is when I was still married. We had moved and um, we had this old lady who lived next door to us. The dog got out of the house and he ran at this old lady who was, um, who was, uh, trying to take her garbage out, right? This poor old lady, she fell when he like 
scared the hell out of her and he bit her in the leg or whatever. She fell. She hit her head on the curb. And in a matter of seconds, by the time I'd gotten out there, she had a golf ball coming out of her forehead, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, lady. And she would live by herself. I'm like, lady, oh my God, I'm so sorry. We have to get you to the hospital right now. You know, she's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. She's like, I'm going into my house and that's it. And she never ever like came, came out again us. yeah <laughs> you know, I, I, hey dude i moved i moved she i went there long she went inside and died by herself yeah, i <laughs> went there long enough man to know what happened i'm like we gotta move yeah but uh this dog man i'm telling you what a pain in the ass he is and I'll, yeah. yeah anyway all right where were we we were in the national championship this is kaplan and crew it is a tuesday afternoon as you guys know uh we still all broadcast and podcast from the crib the respective cribs and, and by the way, one thing I want to tell you guys is I've been thinking about this over like my, my break. Um, I think I, I keep saying it, but like, I, I think the future is possibly getting back together. Alex, I know that doesn't really like sound great to you because you, you know love working at home. Is that the future? I'd like to maybe get us back I together. Literally again. my wife, I swear to you, this is funny. You bring this up last night, 1030, you know, my wife's putting some laundry away and she, she looks over here and she's like, she looks at me with disgust. Like, are you guys ever going to go back into the office? And I was like, what office? Like, right. what office are you talking about? She's like, well, you know, when you, when you, when we moved here, there was talks about you guys going back. And I was like, yeah, but then Scott moved and Scott went to, you know, Browder Corp, Scott Court, all this. Like, it just, it's not even on the radar. Yeah. Like, so she's like, well, can you, she's like, I'm just tired of looking over there and seeing it. And I was yeah. like, well, you know, it, it, I don't know what you want me to tell you. You have an office. Why don't you go to the office. Yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think also remember my girlfriend, Rachel had a great office in Sorrento yeah. Valley. Yeah. What happened then, to that? Well, you know, she had it during COVID. Nobody ever used it. So she gave it up and we oh. were talking about possibly using, it. but I will tell you this, here's what I would say that when my youngest child graduates high school in May and she goes off to college, presumably in let's say August, I would mm-hmm. say by the latter part of this year, I would love to get us back to an office. Are you changing houses? Um, or I, an actual office. It I, sounds like a, it sounds like you're singing the, the downsize tune, brother. Well, I mean, listen, I thought my son was coming home to live here, and he lived here for a month. And this morning, and I will tell you guys, it was pretty emotional. Got to admit, he's gone. Um, he had a car packed up, and uh, and I took a oh, picture of it. Drive cross country. So his buddy, who he's living with in Pittsburgh, I flew that kid out here. Stop in and, Vegas, fellas. And they um, they they left this morning, seven fifteen this morning. They hit the road and they were gone. And mm. uh, car was completely all packed up. And at one point in the car, it looked like there was a dead body packed in the car because it was under like a blanket. But that was mm. just his golf clubs. So mm. <laughs> they they, will, they won't get pulled over for that. Uh, fellas, if y'all listening, if y'all hear this, do two things. One stop in Vegas, stop in Denver. Do y'all selves a favor. Make Why Denver? Th- stop in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Young fellas, mm-hmm. y'all of age, y'all will have a good time. Mm-hmm. You, you might cost you a couple of dollars. What is, no, oh, wait, no, never mind. They leave it on a Tuesday. Never mind. Yeah, I was stop trying to get them. I was telling them they better track the weather, though, going across the country. Because Very smart, uh, there's it's, like it's bad. some really big snowstorms that are happening on the you know eastern seaboard. So I don't know how far that's going to extend into the man, Midwest. See. I'd so, coach my dog. I'd coach my little dog to leave on Friday, man. I'd coach him up. You leave on Friday. You leave here. You go to Vegas on Friday night. Mm-hmm. You, you know you have a good time. 
You get in the car, you drive to Denver, have a little good time Sunday night in Denver, you're good. But why Denver? I'm trying to figure out what Denver's what's going on in Denver. Like I'm Vegas, I get, but why Denver? Why Denver why got not, Denver? I, why not Atlanta? It's isn't that Atlanta more on the way than Denver? Like Denver just seems like a pit, like a big detour. I don't know, Denver. dude. I think they're going. They're going from oh, San they're going Diego. To Pittsburgh, man. Yeah, they're yeah. going from San Diego. They're trying to get to Texas tonight. I think they're trying to get to Amarillo, Texas oh. tonight. See, yeah. brothers don't brothers don't drive the southern route. Yeah, we drive yeah. the northern route. It's yeah. easier, safer. Furthest mm-hmm. I ever drove was here to to, to Austin, mm-hmm. and I made it to Tucson, and I was like, okay, I'm tired. Took a little nap at a hotel, and went from Tucson to Austin in one day, and that was the longest day of my life. It was just, just ridiculous. You're in Texas for so long, so long, like so long. you're just in Texas all. Like I got to El Paso in an hour from Tucson, yeah. and then you're just in Texas, like, and then there's nothing. I drove one time from by myself from San Diego. I got to Fort Stockton, Texas, which is like the really far west part of Texas. And the next day I drove from Fort Stockton, Texas, and I drove all night long. I mean, all day, all night to Tallahassee, Florida, because I had this good looking girl that lived in Tallahassee that I wanted to get to. So I was trying to get there as fast as I could. But, man, it was a long, long, long ass day, you know, but at least he got a buddy to drive with, you know, nothing to make you uh, drive through the night like a woman, boy. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, so you know anyway. that my only I have one thing on my random bucket list, a lifetime bucket list, is to have a beer in all fifty states. I think I've knocked out like twenty. Yeah. I got a lot to go. I don't know. I don't know how I'm ever going to do the South. Mm-hmm. Like, don't really plan on ever going to Mississippi. No, yeah. But you know, if there's like, ever a road trip, that's kind of in an RV or something. Yeah. Do those I, beers count if you get them to go? <laughs> no, I got to do like like when I drove. Well, I went to Las Cruces with San Diego State football, and I couldn't really sneak away to grab a beer. And, and when I drove to Austin, I was like, hey, can we stop real quick here in New Mexico? And I could just pop a beer real quick, and then we'll bounce. And, like, and we did. So, yeah, I, I, the West Coast is done. Alaska's the other one. Like That's a whole trip on its own. I yeah. haven't done that, obviously. Been there, so. done that. Yeah, I've never been to Alaska. Shout Say out what? to Juno. Oh, yeah. I got a, um, I got a, uh, a bucket list thing I want to do. And I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but I, I have this thought in my mind that I want to drive cross country and I want to drive to like the Northern, like the super Northeast part of the country, visit friends in Maine. Then I want to go to New York and visit friends in New York, New Jersey. Then I want to go down to Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Then I want to drive South and see some people in North Carolina. And then I want to make my way down to Savannah, Georgia and Atlanta. And then all the way down to Florida and finish the trip. I want to do like a full Eastern seaboard where Mm -hmm. I'm in a car and I just go visit people that I haven't cool. seen in a long time. I mean, the whole Eastern Seaboard is what San Diego to San Francisco, basically. Like, it, you knock out like how many how many different states you go through. Yeah, you could knock out a lot. Yeah. You could yeah. do it anyway. That doesn't seem that doesn't seem like a lot for to me. I feel mm-hmm. like you can get to New York to to Florida pretty quickly. You probably can. I mean, it's it's yeah. probably like a twenty four hour ish yeah. drive. You know, with some fun stops down the yeah. way. That's yeah. see. That's what I want to do. Is I actually want to yeah. stop and see people along the way. All right, listen. Yeah. We are. We were talking about the national championship. Then the dog attacked the pool guy. Then we started talking about getting ourselves back together again, and uh, and and so that I can avoid this nonsense. And so let me let me say this. I want to come back to the national championship because I know you and I, the three of us, yesterday had a, a big conversation about what's going to happen to Jim Harbaugh. Is uh-huh. Jim Harbaugh going to leave to the NFL? I thought it was really a cool moment in the game last night when his brother, John Harbaugh, showed up on the sideline, it almost mm-hmm. seemed to me 
as if yesterday was Monday, as if John Harbaugh was working in Baltimore, yeah. you know, and right. And then showed up, got there later, right. Yeah. Had a pass, walked right out on the sideline, hugged it out with his brother, and then must've gone up and, and hung out with mom and dad, you know? And I thought Jim Harbaugh after the game had a really funny line, which was now I can sit at the adult table because dad had won a national championship back in his, his head coaching days at Western Kentucky. Uh, brother had won a Super Bowl, obviously against Jim Harbaugh back in, I want to say like 2012, 13 ish, somewhere in that neighborhood. And now Jim Harbaugh himself has a national championship. Think about that. We think about the, the, the brother in law ever win? Tom Green. Tom oh, Green. Did uh, he ever win a national championship? Yeah. No, he made it to the final four, though. Yeah. Got it. You, you, you talk about, though, like we think about the Manning family as an example, as like the first family of football, right? I mean, you got to give it up to the Harbaugh family. Dad is a national championship coach and two sons, Super Bowl, and now a national championship. I mean, the Harbaugh family is up there as one of the first families of football. All right, so stick around, everybody. Let's jump into the post game. What did Harbaugh have to say? Did he give us any indication as to where he's going? And the Chargers, which everybody thinks Harbaugh's going to the Chargers, let's take a look at who the Chargers have already requested interviews from. And it's the same typical kind of group. We'll get to that story coming right back. This is Kaplan and crew on a Tuesday from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. If you're just getting with us, we started with the national championship game from last night. We were in the middle of that, and then my dog attacked the pool guy. And then uh, we started talking about how we got to get back to an, an office space and we can all work together every day. And then that got us back to the national championship. So I want to keep going with what happened last night in college football. Then I want to get to the Chargers coaching search. I want to get to the Rams and the Lions, which I think is the juiciest game of the weekend in the NFL playoffs. I want to look at the NFL playoffs. And then a little bit later on today, you know what I'd really like to get to? is Jimmy Kimmel's response last night. Was it last night? Yes. Yep. Uh, of, of Aaron Rodgers. Because I was watching Aaron Rodgers earlier today on Pat McAfee. And I also want to talk about McAfee because McAfee has, um, McAfee has, has kind of put a red line down between him and ESPN. I'd like to talk about that a little bit later on in the afternoon as well. So um, you guys following that story, by the way, of McAfee versus ESPN management? Yeah, but I also saw Pat, I had the unfortunate uh, pleasure of listening to Pat McAfee's broadcast of the semifinal game between Michigan and Alabama. Buddy, it was bad. So whoever has got it in for you at ESPN, they probably told you you should broadcast the game from the sidelines where you can't see anything, you can't really hear anything. Other than the thing in your ear and the dudes you're talking to, because that was the worst what? broadcast. They've been doing that for a, they've been doing that for a while though. And, and I love it, by the way. And and by the way, I don't really watch it. I love the theory behind it. Because Brown, remember when you and I were at the San Diego State UCLA game and we were standing on the sideline and we were thinking mm -hmm. to ourselves, you know, this is um, having a a radio show podcast from the sideline of a game while watching it. It, it is a good idea. And if you it has to be produced and done properly, well, I feel like maybe in part it's like as natural as possible. So it's not highly produced and 
really decorated and I don't know, man. I kind of, I kind of like the concept. I just don't really watch it. I, I'm still stuck on the traditional broadcast. I got e even like Me the too. Manning cast. I'm stuck. Yeah. I'm stuck By on the way, regular like, Monday Night Football. The Manning cast lost his fastball. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's gotten right. better because they've gotten less guests. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all know me and guests, but um, I think that the whole thing with McAfee is everybody that came before him told him what will happen when he joins ESPN. Yes, absolutely. Everybody, whether it be uh, Dan Levitard, top of mind, everybody that had he had a show for this moment on ESPN moment. told him what would happen when you get to ESPN. He took the bag. So whatever happens to McAfee, happens to McAfee. Yeah, I mean, it listen, wasn't like he was pre-warned about people on the inside being a certain way and not aligning with his show. And his show is very different to anything else ESPN has. So yeah, mm -hmm. and, and I will tell you this: I never ever saw pat mcafee's show i understood that he was building and he was growing and he was making a lot of money and i understood that a younger demographic really liked him and i like pat i i really do i like him off the air not like i'm best buddies with the guy but i gotta love a guy who's a pittsburgh punnery kind of a guy who's a total yinzer i love that guy um but i will tell you this everywhere i go now like when I was away for the last week and I was in Mammoth, every bar or restaurant I went into, there's McAfee on TV. If he's not partnered mm -hmm. with ESPN, I don't personally have that much exposure to what he does. Correct. Now Correct. I've got a ton of exposure to what he does. And so um, we'll get to it. We'll, 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 we'll get deeper into it. Let me go back to the national championship game from last night, which by the way, Browner, I want to tell you something. I'm ice cold on prize picks. I mean, mm. ice freaking cold on prize picks. And last night, you had given me the suggestion of taking the two quarterbacks and combining them to get to 494 yards. I mean, Penix, I thought might carry the day. Penix would have. I mean, all that was the Penix, plan. Yeah. If, if Penix, you know, hits a bunch of open dudes, he's going to pass for 350, 380 yards and he's going to yep. carry it by himself. On the other side, J.J. McCarthy passed for like 140 yards. Now, I didn't realize that the Michigan running game, especially early in the game, was going to steamroll Washington's defense. And then McCarthy, yeah. as a runner, was more valuable than he was as a passer, frankly. But I'm telling you guys right now, I'm so ice cold on prize picks. And Browner, I was they talking. They dropped Coram. You guys didn't take Coram? I did take Coram. I did. But I did. Oh, okay. but, but you got to win, too. So I got the quorum part of it right, but I got the, the quarterback's combination wrong. So, Browner, tonight, tell me what you think about this. Carl Anthony Towns, um, they're giving you a Taco Tuesday discount on prize picks. <laughs> they're giving you an 18% discount. So they took him his, his number from 21.5 points down to 17.5 points. Do you mm -hmm. like Carl Anthony Towns to go for more than 17.5? I don't like Carl Anthony Towns for no bets. Okay, but he's Carl playing Anthony against Towns Orlando. Is a, he's a who is a very good team that people don't know anything about. Orlando is like the Rams of the NBA. They're mad feisty. They got a lot of young guys. They play hard. So they're up and down from night to night. But yeah. the person who is the focus of the bet, yep. Carl Anthony Towns, I'm a no at all times when it comes to betting on him. Okay, what no. about no, – I was trying to this combine – This is a great trivia question. Yeah, go ahead. Who's the top two seeds in the Western Conference right now? I don't answer. I know you watch. Oh. Um, no, I but I actually know that these are two oh, like okay. off the beaten path oh, kinds Mr. of teams. NBA, Mr. NBA, give it yeah. to us then. No, no, I don't. I'm yeah, I'm not NBA Mr. Cap. NBA. I'm just oh. I'm just I'm just watching Lakers cap. Um, but it is like uh Minnesota and like Oklahoma City or something like that, right? Bang. Oh, like, really? Like Green says bang. Wow. Bang. I, I was thinking about putting Carl. How much I've been watching this year. I thought 
I thought Carl Anthony Towns with a discount. And then I was thinking about putting De'Aaron Fox. His his more or less number is 28. Um, and they're playing against Detroit. Sacramento's playing against Detroit tonight. So I was thinking De'Aaron Fox would score more than 28 points. See, the problem with the NBA is the blowouts. Like when Sacramento plays Detroit, that could be a blowout in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. He won't play much. So yeah. that, for me, betting the NBA through price picks has been the most challenging and also the most rewarding because when you get it right, you feel like you're good at this. Mm-hmm. But it's so much harder because the blowouts in the NBA. Guys get there. Especially if you play Detroit, San Antonio, stay away from those games. Washington, stay away from that. What about like? You, uh... well, I'm going to be at the Laker game tonight. What about the Lakers playing against Toronto tonight? You like anything there? Like I'm just trying to look up now what LeBron's numbers might be. I would I would go more AD against Toronto. AD's 28 and a half points. 28. Yes. Yeah, and LeBron's twenty-seven and a half. That's a lot. A lot. Twenty-eight. The problem. A, I would, mm. The thing about price picks is, is these 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 props are so good. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're very good. They're, just they're very on well it. placed. They are yeah. so on it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. twenty-eight is tempting. You go. Well, you can get twenty-eight. But then you watch the game and he hits twenty-seven and he did twenty-seven. You're like, oh, he, technically, he had a good game. Mm-hmm. Not for me because I just lost. So it. It's hard, man. It is hard. I, I think I'm going to save what I've got left in my bank for the NFL playoffs this weekend. I, I think that's what I'm going to do. All right. So All right. let me let me come right back to, to the National Caitlin Clark. That's the one person. Bet on Caitlin Clark. She killing. Mm-hmm. Paige Beckers. Because these are the things, the under ones, these are the ones they somehow miss. They miss on Paige Beckers a lot, and they miss on um, uh, Caitlin Clark a lot. Okay, oh, these, are, be, these are female who, NCAA basketball players. I mean, when you're a junkie, when you're a junkie, yeah, you, like, you 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 know you do it at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I understand. I don't, I don't, I don't even know like who they play for. You know those girls. No disrespect to these girls. Was it one girl play for Iowa? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. See, you're not okay. that bad. Okay. What about the second girl? Connecticut, UConn. Okay. Got it. All right. Let me go back to uh, to last night's national championship game. Prize oh, I gotta mention before yeah, the me, show is over. Okay. I gotta mention Penn State. All right. Prizepicks.com. Slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Use that code great friends. They'll match your first deposit 100% up to $100. And yes, we're definitely going to get the San Diego State basketball who plays tonight on CBS Sports Network. We'll get there. Alex, if you could give us some of the Harbaugh post game, let us listen to it, and then we'll all comment on it. Go ahead and, and give us the first one. Uh, Harbaugh, after Michigan wins the national championship, let's take a listen. Yeah. So the first one, uh, Basically a victory lap over the people that called them cheaters. The off, off the field issues, we're innocent. And, and we, stood, we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent. And I just like to point that out. And these guys, these guys are innocent. And yeah, overcome that. Um, it wasn't that hard because we, we knew we were innocent. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're hard I mean, to vacate that title, I mean, innocent, guilty. What? What are? What are they innocent of? What are they guilty of? Did? Did they? Did they have a person who worked inside their football program buying tickets and going to games and videotaping signs from the sideline as a paid fan? Um, yeah, I mean that's that's what they did. I mean, aren't they guilty of that? Right. I mean, hasn't that been proven? Now, the flip Correct. side of that is the flip side is, um, are they guilty of doing anything that other teams don't do? In other words, um, if you see, like, okay, I'll give you an example. 
I was talking about this exact topic earlier in the season on the radio, and I got a message from a college football coach who said, yes, we all do that. Every one of us does it. The difference is we watch the television broadcast. We watch the film. We focus in on the sidelines from the game film or from the TV broadcast. We don't send a person to go there and videotape it. So we all do it. We're all trying to get an edge. We just don't send somebody to do that sort of uh, advanced scouting. So what were they guilty of? I, I hate to be like the defender of Harbaugh here, but I just don't see what they did as being that different than what everybody else does. That's why a lot of times when you're watching these games on TV and they know that there's like a huddle during a timeout, you'll see a kid come over and hold up a big flag, for example, so that the TV cameras can't get that angle. They're all trying to hide what they're doing, and yet they're all trying to steal signs from everybody. So, I don't know. Did they? Did they? Was this like what the Patriots did? Is that? But it's I mean, even less than that because Harbaugh was never suspend, suspended by the NCAA. Harbaugh was never suspended by the governing body of college football. He was suspended by his conference, just almost mm -hmm. to like appease other teams yeah, in the right, conference. Right. So the NCAA has not punished Jim Harbaugh. The NCAA has not punished Michigan. There's been no slap on the wrist by the NCAA at all. This was a Big Ten imposed suspension that Harbaugh was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's get this over with. I'm going to hire my dad to be an assistant coach. I'm going to bring up this offensive coordinator. He knows what he's doing. They don't even need me on the game days because I'm Jim Harbaugh. Guess what I do on game days? Not much. Not much. I'm not calling plays. I'm, I'm there as motivator. I'm there to be the coach. I'm not really the one making the plays. No big deal. Yeah. So yeah, and, and I just think that um, people want to tear down uh, characters, you know, and Harbaugh is a character to be sure. And he's a he's a, a big name coach of a big branded school and people want to tear you down. I just don't think that what they did and you guys can all people can listen right now and go, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. What he did is the integrity of the game. He cheated the game. He's he's in the same boat as Bill Belichick. He's in the same boat as the Houston Astros. I just don't see it that way. And maybe I'm just maybe I'm a Harbaugh defender. All right, let's let's listen to some more of, of what Harbaugh had to say. So after the what's game. next for Jim Harbaugh? I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. Uh, and I hope you give me that, you know, <laughs> can a guy have that? Does it, does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, what's the future? Um, you know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope, I hope to have a future. Um, hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow, you know, a next week, a next month, a next year. Mm -hmm. Come on, bro. Can, 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 a guy, can a guy just have tonight, please? Can a guy just, just have... left it at that? Just leave me alone for tonight, okay? Can a, can, can a guy just say, I'm staying? Okay, listen, I'll work out the contract situation with Michigan. We'll figure something out. I got no. this trophy. This will help. Well, no. that's what I'm the next staying. that's what the next clip was. People are really, really kind of digging into everything he said last night because he didn't say much, but he he was on with Scott Van Pelt. Mm -hmm. And people are taking this particular clip, insinuating that, oh, he's coming back. He kind of let it slip that he's coming back. Told him three or four days ago, we're gonna we're moving spring practice back. We usually we usually start on Valentine's Day, okay, February 14th. Because we love football. Um, but this year we're going to move it back. We're going to move it back about a month. Uh, that'll be good, too. We'll have uh, some nice weather in the spring in Ann Arbor. Okay. So you're thinking about the spring in Ann Arbor. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Before anything he says right now. Yeah. People, yeah. You could say my, 
my favorite ice cream is chocolate. And somebody would be like, well, right. you know, who has great chocolate? Yep, you know? They do. They have great <laughs> chocolate in, in LA where the chargers are. They got great. Right. Chocolate. Right. Yeah. right. Right. Uh, we'll we'll put the pieces of the puzzle together here in a minute with Harbaugh like if you, and and the if Chargers. If his brother makes it to the Super Bowl and he's there visiting his brother, like, oh, he's going to the Raiders. He's in the he's in Vegas for the Super Bowl. Like everybody, I will, I will tell you this: the Super Bowl is on like February twelfth ish, something like that. Um, between now and then, today is only what today is uh, the ninth. The ninth. I mean, he a decision will be made long before the Super Bowl. You know that that's that's thirty so. days away. You know, there, there's no NFL team is waiting that long. And and I don't think Michigan is waiting that long. And I don't think Harbaugh is going to wait that long. I said it yesterday. I'm by myself in all of this. I think Harbaugh returns to Michigan. I think the yes, hiring of an agent is is a negotiating ploy to make sure that he gets everything he can from Michigan, which I kind of seems a little strange in that. Like, I don't know what Harbaugh makes right now. Let's just let's just say it's eight million dollars. I, I don't know exactly what the number is. Right. But. But at $8 million a year for the number of years that he's been at Michigan, I mean, Jim Harbaugh has generational wealth already, you know? So oh, if he yeah. goes from $8 yeah. million to $10 million to $12 million, whatever it is, I mean, wh what what does he want to take more from the school for? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he has things that he wants them to do for him. Maybe he has facility upgrades he wants. Maybe he wants coaching staff upgrades. I don't freaking know. But I think the guy's staying at Michigan. Dude's just like, I just think Scott's good. Like, the guy is one of the best football coaches you know, around, and if he's available, which right now he technically kind of is available, then of course you're going to go after him, especially the, he went to three straight NFC championships. He went to one Super Bowl with the 49ers. He did, what was he, like 11-1 and one at USD, like every single year he was there, and he goes to Michigan. I, I, I saw a stat this morning. Since NIL took over, he's like 40-3 and three mm -hmm. with Michigan, and those most of those losses are in the playoff. He's and don't forget, unbelievable. Don't forget, he, he also had a monster couple of years at Stanford. You know, he yeah. brought Stanford. Well, he went an Orange Bowl. Right. He he went to Stanford and helped catch up to Pete Carroll's USC teams, if you recall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? So Dude, he now, won an Orange Bowl with Stanford. As, and how many people like fawn over how good David Shaw was at Stanford? He never went that far. He never mm -hmm. did that yep. stuff. Yep. I thought one thing last night about that broadcast, though, that was really funny to me. There was a moment in the broadcast where they um, they said something like, "Boy, everybody's here tonight." And they had a they had a video of Michael Jordan, very dressed down, by the way. You know, I usually think of Michael Jordan as being like all dolled up, you know. No, Michael Jordan kind of no, no, dressed no. Michael down. Michael Jordan's one of the worst, worst dressers in the history of rich men. Oh, I baby. I don't know, man. I always feel like I you like, just better than Michael Jordan. Michael right. Jordan's a terrible dresser, dude. Okay. Didn't know. Terrible, My, brother. Mike his Michael jeans Jordan. get made fun of all the time. <laughs> so you had Michael Jordan in. Oh, there it is. Here it is. So you have Michael Jordan on the far left for everybody that's watching. You have Stephen oh, A. Smith. Now, now Stephen A. Smith is hugging it out with Derek Jeter. I mean, this is how much of a star Stephen A. Smith has become as a, you know, talk show host, loudmouth, you know, opinionist. And if you just put that video back up on the screen, check me on this. Is is Travis Scott the rapper on the far right side? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So you got what Jeter. he's doing in there. You got well, because I mean, listen, you got stars. You got Jordan. Jeter. This is a Jordan brand suite right here. Mm -hmm. Okay, clearly. Who is yeah. who is Stephen A. talking to? Who's that? Who's that lady that he's talking woman? to? Woman. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I know. I don't know. I don't know who it is either. She, may be, now, she, she might be the director of something. Do you Travis think if Scott. like Emwell was on this show, he would have gone right to left because you went left to right? You because absolutely he gone right. No, Scott went Jordan first right, and right. made his way. He's like, oh yeah, is that Travis uh, Scott? Whereas yeah. if Emwell was here, he'd be like, bro, that's Travis Scott, right. and he works his way 
to the other way. Do you guys want to know? Who who that guy in the Jordan shirt? (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to know that one of the the best holiday gifts I got this year? And, um, you know, I I was just flattered. A buddy of mine, one of my best buddies, gave me a pair of Travis Scott Nikes. Have you guys ever seen these Travis Scott Nikes? I'd never Jordan seen Jordan 4s? Which ones? The Jordan 4s? They're like they're like Those black. Low tops. Yeah, they're low and the Nike swoosh is backwards. It's like a yeah. it's like the opposite direction. And the only reason that he gave me these Travis Scotts cuz apparently they're like super expensive shoes is because he accidentally ordered two pairs. I'm like, well, "Who accidentally orders two pairs?" He goes, "I don't know, People but I money. did." And he and he gave me a pair. And dude, they're sitting in a box upstairs. And I'm like, when do I wear these things? Those are sick. Dude, they are sick. All right, everybody flipped off because Tatis turned Travis Scott's into cleats this year. Probably the same shoes you got. And people were like, those are the cleanest cleats of all time. They're They're black, white, and gray. Mm -hmm. And um, they have this white Nike swoosh that goes the opposite direction. And I feel like I want to rock them. You know what you should do, sir. Yeah, good sir. Yeah. Sell them silently. Sell those things on the internet. <laughs> how much are they? That's how much you should a, do? How much are those shoes? How much do you think they go for? I, I feel like they were bought from like a place where it was like really hard to find these shoes. So like to mm-hmm. buy them had to be bought somewhere on the internet, and I think they were yeah. really expensive. I I hate to sound like such a dick, but I think these shoes were like a thousand bucks. The yeah, resale value of those depends. Shoes. It also depends on what size shoe you are. Mm-hmm. Right, because you know if you, you if you're thir- one you of the thirteen, well, you gonna be rich. Yeah, oh, 13s because they go for one seventy five, mm-hmm. but they're never on stock ever. Uh-huh. But, never. So that's why they're never. so expensive. So they're anywhere from a thousand to who knows what. Dude, I feel you know like... I found a pair. Dude, do you know I found a pair of original Griffies at a Buffalo Exchange in Ventura, California. No way. My size, clean as hell, Griffies, bro. And I was like, these are gonna be so expensive, but I got them for. $80 and I was, and I, they fit me. They're clean as hell. I don't know. It was like, it was like a miracle, bro. And I don't even go to Buffalo exchange stores. Yeah. That's so funny. You say that. Cause my daughter this morning was accumulating stuff to take to a Buffalo exchange store. They don't give you no money are. for your stuff. They don't give you no money for your stuff, boy. Mm-hmm. They're like games. They're like the GameStop of clothes. I don't yeah. Know about it. I don't, I literally don't know anything about the place. All right. Oh, stick around $300 for this shirt. Here's $3. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to get rid of it and you were trying to make a couple money, a couple bucks back, all right, stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. All this hardball talk leads us to NFL coaching vacancies. We'll get there next. All right, great friends. Hey, what's happening to all of our TV viewers out there? You're watching on Channel 4 San Diego, Channel 4 up in Santa Barbara, Channel 118 in Orange County and in L.A. Glad to have everybody here for our Cox Halftime Exclusive. As always, it is presented exclusively by PrizePicks, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. They will match your first deposit 100% up to $100. And by the way, I wouldn't have known this, but here's the thing. My son, 23 years old, dude, he plays prize picks, but he's got like five or six other different places where he plays. Um, and so I can just tell you this. There are a lot of options out there to play, to uh, to play player prop type games. We play with Not in California. Picks. Dude, I, I, he played, Browner, I'm telling you, he played on like four or five different platforms while he was here. I don't know the names of them all. He knew them all. Um, but I'll just tell you right now, we play on prize picks, prize slash great friends. And they will get, they will match your first deposit hundred percent 
up to $100. And for those of you that are watching, you can use your phone and just use that QR code. All right, let me, guys, let's talk about something today that we did not get to on the radio show. And I want to talk about this Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Kimmel situation. And by the way, how Pat McAfee kind of fits into all of this. I said earlier on the radio show, Pat McAfee, if he's not on ESPN, I know he's growing his brand. I know he's become like a popular host with younger people. But for me, if he's not on ESPN every day, I don't see or hear Pat McAfee, very frankly. It doesn't mean I don't respect what he does and admire what he does. I do. But I wouldn't have seen it or heard it if it wasn't on terrestrial ESPN television. So... Everybody probably knows the story by now. About a week and a half ago, Aaron Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee and says something like, I can't wait to pop bottles because when the Jeffrey Epstein list comes out, um, there's going to be names on there. And he insinuated that Jimmy Kimmel's name would be on there. Kimmel goes on to Twitter and says, hey, a-hole, okay, not only will my name not be on there, um, but if you want to keep talking like this, let's go in front of a judge and you can prove what you know. Um, and, and he also insinuated, um, Kimmel, that Aaron Rodgers had put his family in danger, which I, I don't know. Did he really? I'm not really sure about that part of it. But you see, the thing is, is you've got McAfee on ESPN and you've got Kimmel, the star of ABC, both owned by Disney. And I would just say this. I'm guessing Jimmy Kimmel is a higher priority for Disney than Pat McAfee is. I'm just guessing based on his history and all the versatility that Kimmel has to his game. So last night, Kimmel goes on his show and in his monologue addresses the Aaron Rodgers situation. Alex, can we take a listen to some of that? Uh, yes. This. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body, is an expert in the field of immunology. He just put on a, <laughs> he put on a magic helmet and that G made him a genius. It's... Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. That's, That's pretty good. Yeah. That is. It was about a seven minute monologue all about Aaron Rodgers, by the way. And did Aaron Rodgers like have any, like, was there a preview or like, is there any like press conference stuff with Aaron Rodgers where he talks? Oh, about... this was yesterday. As of today, I have I'll have it tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers did go back on Pat McAfee today and address the Jimmy Kimmel thing. And from my understanding, it was about a seven minute nonstop rant himself, you know, saying similar things like, Well, I'm surprised someone that went to Arizona State and has 10 writers can read off a teleprompter kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So you like basically uh you know, went back, but this was Aaron Rodgers yesterday at his end of season press conference for the New York Jets, which he mm -hmm. played four snaps for, but is still doing press conferences. He was talking about the need. He was talking about the need for the Jets to eliminate all outside distractions. <laughs> yes. Anything that doesn't have anything to do with winning needs to be assessed. So anything in the in the this building that we're doing individually or collectively that has nothing to do with real winning needs to be assessed. Everything that we do has to have a purpose too. When you step in the building, there's intentionality with everything that you do. 
And it's not a half-the-time thing. It's not a sometimes thing. It's not a most-of-the-time thing. It's an every-time thing. If you want to be a winning organization and to put yourself in position to win championships and be competitive, everything that you do matters. And the and then a, a question also in the same press conference. Uh, any 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 comment on Jimmy Kimmel? Because that's you know part of the news. Is that any further? Do you have any regrets about what you said? Yeah, I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on the show. Tune in. Uh, there you go. Eliminate. This, and he also said flush the BS at the end mm-hmm. of a very long answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's And then when asked about, you know, what about the BS, he says, well, tune in tomorrow because I'll be on the show. I got to tell you, man, McAfee, what McAfee has done here with the relationship that he has created with Aaron Rodgers and the fact that Rodgers uses the McAfee show as his place for long format talk rather than giving the reporters what they want, which is just a little taste. Just give me a little something. Nope. Nope. I'm not giving you anything. I'll talk to you about the jets. I'll talk to you about, you know, winning culture. Um, I'll talk to you about creating a competitive organization, but when it comes to all of this sideshow stuff, that all happens on McAfee exclusively. So tune in tomorrow. McAfee, has turned this thing into, I mean, this is pure Jeez. gold. When I tell you, I wish we had something like this. <laughs> I, mean, I, wish we, mm. I, I wish we had a character who is so controversial, who we had a million dollars that we could pay every week to come on and just rant. I wish we had somebody like this. Amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. And, and McAfee, by the way, just from, from his perspective, what he did last week is when his show went off the air at ESPN and it goes exclusively on YouTube, freaking McAfee went off on an ESPN executive, a guy by the name of Norby Williamson, who the average person would never have heard of Norby Williamson. Nobody knows who Norby Williamson is unless you're an industry insider. But Norby Williamson is one of the most powerful executives at ESPN. And freaking McAfee called him out and said, you know what? He's leaking information. He's telling a, a newspaper columnist that my ratings are no good. And the fact is, television ratings are a teeny tiny little part of what I do. But for McAfee to call out an executive who's been at ESPN for 40 years and who's one of the most well-respected guys. Listen, a lot of people have come out afterwards. Jamil Hill, Dan Lebetard, all the former ESPN employees have come out and gone, yeah, he kind of screwed me over because I wasn't the standard sports center person. I had a little bit different flavor to my game and he didn't like that. But for, for McAfee, I mean, there's a lot of people speculating. He just wants out already. He wants out, and he can go wherever he wants to and take his show wherever he wants to. And he doesn't care. Um, but it's a very David Letterman, very Howard Stern kind of move where you call out an executive by name. And um, most people are kind of surprised by it because McAfee's just not controllable by these guys. He's got too much money. He doesn't care. Yeah. Amazing. Browner, I, I can hear what's going on in your brain, but we've only got like 90 seconds here in the halftime exclusive. What's what's your thought on this other than hating Aaron Rodgers? I, I think Pat McAfee, what he's doing is great for his brand. I detest Aaron Rodgers, and I won't talk about him until he throws an NFL pass. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> For a guy who hates the media, man, he sure as hell finds himself on the forefront of all these conversations. So until he throws a pass, I, I don't have anything to say about him. Is he? There's is nothing this- more played out than than people who have such large platforms saying that they're being canceled. 
It's so annoying. Is Comedians he... are number one. Comedians are the top of the list about being canceled and canceled. Dude, you're if I can hear you, bro, you're on a Netflix special. If I can hear and see you, you're not canceled. Yeah. I have a question because though. Today I just you... saw a clip. He's talking about how the media wants to cancel me. It's like, bro, you're on ESPN right now. Yeah. <laughs> is is this is if, for Kimmel? Is this a good thing or not? Like for 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 me, here's the thing. For Aaron Rodgers, this is good. You've gone you're going up against Jimmy Kimmel. He's a big famous it's dumb. Star. If you're if you're McAfee, this is the greatest thing that could happen to you. You've got Aaron Rodgers. Yes. He says a lot of outrageous stuff, and he's picked a fight with Jimmy Kimmel. But is this good That's for true. Kimmel? I mean, he started yes. with the whole COVID thing, so he's just continuing. Right. To yes. A new thing. Yes. This is good for him because now people are be tuning in to see what Kimmel has to say. I think this is good for McAfee. I think this is good for Kimmel. I think this is bad for Aaron Rodgers because this is bad for the Jets. This is bad for his brand of football. That's why I think this is bad. All right, stick around. Lots more to get to. Glad you guys are here for the halftime exclusive. All right, everybody. Hey, um, I haven't even opened up uh, my app yet, but I want to do that right now because, Alex, today is Taco Tuesday on Prize Picks, and I'm mm -hmm. going to a Laker game tonight. Um, I'm trying to see if maybe I should make a play on this Lakers-Toronto Raptors game tonight. Um, I don't know. Taco Tuesday. I just opened it up. Find discounted projections on the board all day long. Okay, I'm going to cook an entry. That's what it says. And now I'm going to view the board. I'm opening it up. Um, let's see. Carl Anthony Towns. This one is uh, quite a big discount. So, Cat tonight playing against Orlando. They're giving you an 18% discount, and his point total is 17.5. What do you think of that? Mm, that's a Browner question. Yeah, I haven't seen Carl Anthony Towns play all year. I know. They're, here's one that I kind of like. De'Aaron Fox um, for Sacramento. They're playing against Detroit tonight. We know how bad Detroit is. 28 points is his total. I'm going to take a look at what this will do for me. I got the Carl Anthony Towns discount. I got the De'Aaron Fox total. Um, so let's see what this can do for me. Uh, you know, play 20 bucks to win 60 bucks. I, Dude, I am so ice cold right now on prize picks. I've only got $57 left in my account. I got a $10 promotional. Uh, amount of money. So yeah, I'll throw some NBA stuff by Browner. So prizepicks.com slash great friends. They'll match your first deposit hundred percent up to hundred bucks. You know this by now, if you haven't gotten in the game, take a couple bucks, play it, and then give me your picks. Cause I'm, I'm just, I'm just awful right now. Just absolutely awful. Hey, let me mention to you also our people at Gary Cooper and mountain trust realty services. I know now is a somewhat complicated time when it comes to buying a home, but as Gary has said over and over again, if you can, now is a great time. You say, why? Because if you can buy a house right now, and as the interest rates eventually start to come down, your payments are going to come down. Your, your uh, comfort level is going to be greater because you're going to pay X number of dollars today, but you're going to pay X minus Y here in the near future. So if you can, or if you're interested in, um, and you're thinking to yourself, how can I? I can't possibly buy a house right now because I don't have money for a down payment. There are so many plans available for buyers who don't have 20% to put down. So talk to Gary. He's the expert. 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299, or the QR code right here in the corner, right here. The QR code, click on it, and Gary can help you, and he's available to you at all times. Mountain Trust Realty Services. All right, let's get to the second half of the show. All right, great friends. What's going on, everybody? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Can I, before we get into a bunch of NFL stuff here for a second, 
Can I make an admission to you guys about a craving that I have that I'm going to have to satisfy today? Cause it's like on my mind and I'm not going to be able to help it. I I'm going to have to do it no matter what. And, and mm -hmm. I'll just say this started off the new year. I'm thinking about my health. I'm thinking about making a lot of changes to my, my physical being. Okay. Um, I'm not like one of these guys that all of a sudden just shows up in the gym and I haven't been there for six months, which I haven't been to the gym. I mean, I got my Peloton. I'm still rocking it. By the way, Browner, how's uh, Alex's Peloton doing for you? I ain't riding it. I know you ain't riding it, but I know you got that Peloton for somebody. How's it going? Mm -hmm. Every day, every, every day, all but I think three mornings since it's really? been taken over. So it's getting a lot of work. Well, that's what work. I was asking. So I, so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna like, I'm changing some things in my diet. I'm gonna lose the ten pounds that I said I needed to lose. I, I knew the things that I needed to change in terms of consumption of certain products that will, you know, by not consuming them will help me lose the weight that I need to lose, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, but I'm just telling you guys right now. Today is Tuesday, and I don't know why, but for some reason, I gotta have a Chick Fil A today. I need a Ooh. spicy chicken deluxe Chick-fil-A. And when I go, and I'm going to go, oh. I'm not going to be able to just get that sandwich, okay? I'm probably going to need something else to go with it, which means now I'm in for the spicy chicken deluxe, and I'm probably in for some of them little, like, like little nugget thingies that they mm. got, you know? And Alex, you, ever had actually, their mac, you ever had their mac and cheese? I've never had the mac and cheese at... Um, at, at Chick-fil-A, I don't really eat mac and cheese because Same. usually I'm like, well, that's like just too fatty and too carby. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather put my fat and my carbs into the Chick-fil-A sandwich itself rather than the mac and cheese. But yeah. is it bomb? You guys know my this isn't this isn't breaking news. You guys know I think mac and cheese is overrated as hell, but that's pretty good mac and cheese. Clear on the show, sir. It's pretty good mac and cheese, man. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, hey, for someone with no expectations, that mm -hmm. went above that expectation. It was very good. But maybe that's why, because you had none. Maybe, maybe trying to trying to decide should I before I leave to go to LA, should I stop at the Chick-fil-A in Encinitas? Okay, or do I do what you always suggest, Alex, which is I stop yeah. at the Chick-fil-A, which is I think is like Mission Viejo, right off the freeway. That's which the is one because one. you get to build your hunger a little bit. You get to build that craving, you know. Mm -hmm. If you stop right away in Encinitas, it's just like because you're forcing yourself to go there. Mm -hmm. But if you stop in San, mm -hmm. whatever it is, San Juan Capistrano or whatever part of whatever it is. You stop at those outlets. Mm -hmm. You've built up a little like 30 minutes of hunger, 30 mm -hmm. minutes of craving. You built it up in your head how good it's going to be. And then you get there and then you eat it and you got you get to eat it. And then you still got a little bit of a drive to digest it. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect spot, man. Yeah. All right. I think that's what I'm going to do. Hey, um, all this talk about I can't help it. I mean, for those of you that are listening that are, you know, you've committed to your new diet. You've committed to your losing your weight. I am, too. But um, I'm, I think I'm going to lose my weight. I'm already starting to see it by not drinking nearly as much. Okay. I'm not saying that like I was a heavy daily drinker, but like, I just, I just don't desire alcohol at all. So I'm off that for the most part. Um, and I'm Are you on doing this. dry January. I'm not doing dry January. Cause I think I've already like last night I did when I was watching this national championship game, my buddy, who's a Washington fan, he had this like purple gin and I never drink anything other than vodka really, or tequila. And he had this purple gin and it was kind of good. It almost tasted like a grape soda, you know, and I just drank it to be ceremonial. So it's not mm -hmm. like I'm like, Hey, I'm into dry January. I don't drink at all. I just don't have desire. I have no desire for booze. None. So you're doing what the millennials are calling damp January. Damp. Yeah. It's just not as January. wet as normal. Right. 
That's right. Gin is gross anyway. Well, I don't know if it's gross. It sounded like it. Scott was drinking lean, to be honest. With you. It didn't really sound like purple purple gin that's, that tastes like grape. That sounds like lean. Right. Yeah, that's some drank. That's mm-hmm. some, some drank all up in it. So mm-hmm. I, I'll just say this. I got to have some Chick-fil-A today. And even though I'm like committed, today's day two of my AG1 challenge, Athletic Greens, you get 75 vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, probiotics. You get it all right here. And because I'm going to LA for the next two days, I've already packed up my bottle. I've packed up my travel packs. You know, you get five free travel packs and you buy through us and you get a subscription. And I'll tell you right now, if you um, drink coffee every day and you spend four or $5 a day on a cup of coffee, this right here, AG1, this is a much better use and it is a much less expensive use of your money. Um, This is healthier. It's cleaner. It tastes better and it's cheaper. And you're going to get all the vitamins and nutrients that I don't get from my food. Like I'm probably not going to get from my spicy chicken deluxe. I get it all right here with AG. So I am in day two of my 30 day athletic greens challenge. I invite you to join me athleticgreenscom slash Kaplan. You can buy through us. You get the vitamin D, the one year supply of vitamin D and you get the five free travel packs. Okay. So we were talking about Jim Harbaugh and what is Jim Harbaugh going to do? And Alex, I like the clip you played from uh, Scott Van Pelt last night. When Jim Harbaugh starts talking about moving spring football from February 14th, because, dude, that's like, uh, you know, five weeks away. Let these guys have time. Let everybody enjoy this. Move it back to March. Get better weather in Ann Arbor. Jim Harbaugh sounds like a guy who is making plans to return to Michigan. Now, again, maybe Jim's really smart. Maybe Jim is... um like really, really calculated. He hires Don Yee to be his agent. Is that to go get him an NFL job, the best one he wants the, the mo- for the most money? Or is that for him to leverage his success and stay at Michigan and make as much money as he can, get as much you know, you know distance to his contract as he can? Is he talking about the future of, um, of spring football to screw with everybody? Is it, is it a leverage game? Is it making an NFL team go, well, you know what? He's planning on going back, so we're going to have to throw that money at him. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure, but here's what I do know. For everybody that thinks that Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next coach of the Chargers, I think you guys are <laughs> I think you guys are smoking the stuff that I've decided to stop smoking here for the first part of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bruh. come on. I mean, we, you, you were the one out here yesterday <laughs> talking that madness, man. You were no, talking I, about I, desperation. Right. They, the Chargers are desperate. Are they desperate enough to try and hire Jim Harbaugh? I believe they are desperate enough to try. Would Jim Harbaugh really consider the Chargers? I personally don't believe so because Jim Harbaugh played for the Chargers. Jim Harbaugh knows who the family is that owns the Chargers. Are the Chargers desperate enough to go, hey, wait a second, because you brought up yesterday, Browner, David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, who no one would even know who he was if it wasn't for him throwing water on a fan from his luxury suite a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Tepper's the kind of guy that is so wealthy. I think they say he's like the second or third richest guy in the NFL owner. He's so wealthy and and probably wants it so bad now that he might back up the truck and give it to Harbaugh. The right. Chargers are so desperate that they might try and get into the Harbaugh sweepstakes. But but if you look at the list of guys that the Chargers have currently asked 
can we speak to your assistant coaches? These these guys are they're from the Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn, Brandon Staley school of guys you've not heard of who are going to maybe take the next step. They're cheaper and they're controllable. And that's who the Chargers have traditionally hired. And take a look at this list. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, not all. There would be two guys on this list that have already been head coaches before, though. That's, the, I guess, the difference between them. Yeah. Steve but, Steve but Wilkes not, being one of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The 49ers defensive coordinator and Dan Quinn being the other. But, yes, you're right. This is a bunch of coordinators currently. Four defensive ones. Aaron Glenn of the Lions, Dan Quinn of the Cowboys, Patrick Graham of the Raiders, Steve Wilkes of the 49ers, and two offensive coordinators, Todd Munkin of the 49ers, and Ben Johnson, who's probably the most sought after coordinator currently of the Lions. So I would say this. Let me ask y'all a question. I'll keep this up. Yeah, leave the list up. Keep this up. Let me ask you, let me ask both of y'all a question. Go ahead. Of these guys, who's the cheapest? Probably Uh, Patrick Graham. There's your head coach. Nah, I don't think so, man. Okay. So. Okay. Know. Why why would you hire the Raiders okay. defensive corner? Like, like what what about the Raiders defense this year made you say to yourself, you know, next year when we don't have this guy and this guy and this guy, and we've cleared out all this money, you know, we think Patrick Graham is such a great defensive coordinator that even minus all the talent and all the money. We think Patrick Graham's the guy that's gonna gonna lead us. I I think what? honestly, <laughs> the 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 thing about it is this: you went with a defensive coach last time. You uh-huh. you, you tried with Brandon Staley. You thought Brandon Staley was some boy wonder defensive coach. Me personally, um, I look at what happened to the Chargers' offense this past year, and I believe that Justin Herbert went backwards. I would rather go with an offensive minded head coach. And mm-hmm. I would, and then I try and go find myself a really good defensive coordinator. I, I would offense not, costs money, dog. I will just say this though, you know Dan Quinn's name, and and let me just tell you guys something. I got a call from a guy last week who was Dan Quinn, not Dan Quinn, but somebody okay. very, very, very close to Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy. And they, no, and oh. they said, you know, this is like like one of Dan Quinn's best buddies who lives in San Diego who um, I want to say, I don't remember, did Dan Quinn, does he have a USC background? I'm trying to remember exactly how this guy was friends with Quinn. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. Dan Quinn, his buddy called me last week and he goes, hey, listen, um, do you have relationships with the Chargers? Because Dan Quinn really, really wants that job. And I said, brother, I am persona non grata with the Chargers and the Spanos family. So there's not a darn thing I can do to make a call to give you a hand on this. But what I could do is I could go blab my mouth on the radio and say a bunch of stuff that Dan Quinn really wants a job because this is what this guy called me to tell me. He's like, dude, Dan Quinn wants the Chargers job. And I'm not surprised by that because when you're a coordinator and you've already been a head coach and you want another opportunity, you look at the Chargers and you go, play in a great stadium regardless of who it is that I don't care. I'm the coach. I don't care about that nonsense about to get a world-class facility being built for them. They do have a young star quarterback point being um, this, this friend of Dan Quinn's called me last week to say, Dan wants that job. Good luck. I, I Good luck to him. You know, um, not nothing I can do. I'm not making any calls on his behalf. I'm not his agent, but I, I'm not surprised by it. 
not surprised that Dan Quinn would want that job. I'm, and I'm also not surprised by the list that you put up, Alex. Yes, Dan Quinn has been a head coach. And, and there was another, uh, Steve Wilkes has been a head coach. Steve Wilkes was a head coach for what, a season or two, if that, right? One with Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One was interim in Carolina and basically right. was like the Antonio Pierce of Carolina where he turned it yes. around. And everybody and was like, Tepper said no thanks. Job. Right, yeah. right. But you see, these these guys, Dan Quinn, he has a little bit of a resume as a head coach where, you know, you might go, well, he had a couple of years where he's all right. And Wilkes, point you guys are making Both. is that he he had a, a, a bit of a turnaround. I don't really recall that. What, what, what Was mm-hmm. that last year? Was it two years Wilkes, ago? I'm, 20, yeah, two years ago. Okay. So not exactly. But we know, but we know why Dan Quinn became a defensive coordinator because of what happened to him as a head coach. We are aware of that. Yes. Well, he was always a shake. coordinator. Right. I mean, he you know what I'm back. saying? But as he was a head coach, mm-hmm. right? Of what? What happened when he was head coach in the Super Bowl? Yeah, he had a huge lead uh, for Atlanta, right? And then the, the and then Tom Brady and the Patriots made that huge comeback. I think they were down 28-3. And uh, Dan Quinn's Atlanta Falcons blew a monster lead in the Super Bowl, right? Correct. So right. if I'm a – to me – I'm sure Dan Quinn is a great defensive coordinator. He's done great things with the talent that the Cowboys have given him. I, I you can't be my head coach, man. Mm-mm. No, no thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, no to thanks. me, he's a lot like a guy like Gus Bradley, who was once with the Chargers as defensive coordinator. Gus Bradley was considered a real up and coming star head coach with Jacksonville, and then you know didn't didn't have nearly the success, the success people thought he might have had. And Gus Bradley's never gone back to being a head coach. You put that list up of guys, and if you take Dan Quinn and you take Steve Wilkes, two guys that have some head coaching experience, and and in the case of Dan Quinn, he has coached a team to a Super Bowl. Other True. than that, I mean, Aaron Glenn is a coordinator who's, you know, his name is starting to come around now. I think Aaron Glenn, first of all, he was a really good player. But when your team is on hard knocks, people get to see you, get to know you. Aaron Glenn yep. is a very likable guy. And um, Patrick Graham, I can't tell you. I know a whole lot. I, in fact, I know nothing about him. Todd Monken. Um, okay. Well, when you take a team and you've got a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback and you turn that team and look, they got plenty of talent in San Francisco. I'd be uh, terrified to take any one of the OCs from San Francisco. I'd be terrified because I don't, jo- I, I know where the magic is. Yeah. Ben Johnson from, from Detroit, Alex, like you say, he's kind of a popular name now. I'll tell you mm-hmm. whose name you don't see is Eric Bianami's name, man. I'm telling you right mm-hmm. now, you talk about a mistake. I got to call the plays because the only way I'm ever going to become a head coach and the only way people are ever going to take me seriously if, if I call the plays, leaving Kansas City to go to Washington, Eric Bieniemy will one day say that was the biggest mistake of his career. So here, here, one of the names that got – one of the guys that got fired today, and I, I don't know if – I don't know why he's so hyped up. He did have two good years in Tennessee, but Mike Vrabel's now open, right? And everybody's just assuming Mike Vrabel's going to be a head coach again next year. And you start putting the pieces together. If Belichick leaves, Vrabel's perfect to go back to New England, blah, blah, blah. But is Mike Vrabel really that great of a head coach where it's like, oh, he's going to be a head coach next year no matter what? I don't think so. I, th- I think he – when you look – that's a tricky question, okay? Here's why. But that's my question. Look at the landscape of the people. Look at the jobs that are open mm-hmm. and look at the guys who he's up against. So this is a situation where you're only as good as the competition. So when you put Mike Rabel again, so let's take Harbaugh out. Let's say Harbaugh stays. Your your head coaching candidates are Bill Belichick, who either people are going to be up for or not. Mike Rabel, 
and maybe Antonio Pierce, Ben Johnson, and then the list that you just ran out, Dan Quinn, a bunch of defensive coordinators and two offensive coordinators. Now, you and I both know if you hire a defensive coordinator, you're probably already behind the eight ball because all the people left are offensive coordinators, offensive head coaches. So as an ownership group, that you have to take that into consideration. And then there, to me, there's only two people left, Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick. So those are your top two candidates for five jobs. I think it's five now. Well, I think I think that you would say that Dan Quinn versus Mike Vrabel. I think you'd probably take Vrabel over Quinn. I think correct. Yes, I had, would. He's had he's had, but he hasn't been to a Super Bowl like Quinn has. You know what bothers me in all That's this? True. You guys, you That's guys true. really know exactly where I'm going with this. What what bothers me is is that n my buddy Alex Van Pelt's name is nowhere out there. Think about that. Like if I were trying to build a case for my boy Alex, I'd be like, listen, mm -hmm. you're the Cleveland Browns. They have been a disaster of a franchise forever. Okay, like the Detroit Lions have. And yet the Detroit Lions are having a little bit of success in both their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator are both now hot commodities. When I look at the Cleveland Browns, okay, you've had five starting quarterbacks. You've won with four starting quarterbacks. You revived Flacco's career, make no mistake. You didn't have Nick Chubb for most of the season. Your offensive line has been a disaster. And yet here you are, an 11-win team, and you're going into the postseason. And why is it that he does not get a sniff as a head coach? And the you know why? Is, well, I, I will tell you why. The answer is is because Stefanski is credited as the play caller, and He's, just the same way Andy Reid was credited as the play caller, and and you know a guy like Bieniemy couldn't get a sniff as a head coach. It and it's such nonsense because so why really, did Lafleur and why did why did Kevin O'Connell? There was something about about. The coach, the, 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 for whatever reason, everybody loved the fact that McVeigh was really young. There you go. And, and he kept putting together good steps. But you're right. Kevin O'Connell didn't call the plays. LaFleur They're all the young. Plays. They're right. all young. And that's true. They're younger. They're all this is young as hell, too. Who is? Stefanski is. Van Pelt is not. Van Pelt is not. This is your boy. Does your boy need better representation? And this no. is what I was about to say. If. <laughs> If you're if you're Van Pelt, this is what you got to do. It it may or may not still work out for Eric Bieniemy. Okay, that's still up in the air. We don't know about that. What he should do is, and this is me being selfish, he needs to use his agent to call the Chicago Bears because Matt Eberflus is a one. This is one more year. We're giving you one more year. So this is a dangerous thing. But if you go to Chicago. And you get that thing moving in the right direction with that quarterback, you will get a job if immediately. Yeah, but if come on, if, if he's there, if he's but, there, that's correct. But think, but look at look at those guys on that list, right? The 49ers are a playoff team, and everybody looks at them and goes, Wow, look what a great job this guy's done with their offense. Okay. And, and we all know that he's not the play caller, right? I mean, it, Kyle he's the brains behind the operation. Well, so is Van Pelt. Van Pelt is the brains behind the operation. But no one knows that. He don't. Well, he's not on TV getting yeah, credit for that. But, but people should. But people in the league, you would think, would be able to find that stuff out. All I'm saying is, is that when you look at like Detroit, people are like, "Ooh, Detroit! They're now a hot team." So let's let's go after their coordinators. Is Cleveland not a hot team? I mean, you've gone. No. Baker. You've gone. No. Baker people Mayfield. are crediting. People are crediting the defense. 
Correct. Uh, I mean, come on. I, I get, look, I can't convince everybody, but all I would say is this, is that when you have a team where you've had to go through four quarterbacks and you had to pull Joe Flacco off the couch and you, you didn't have your star running back and your offensive line is that banged up and you've put together – and by the way, the offense got better after Deshaun Watson went out. The offense got better when Flacco took but Scott, over. As someone who also went through four quarterbacks and did not have the success that the Browns did, and on your own show, your co-host keeps crediting this defense and won't stop crediting the defense to your face. Like, how do you think the national media is talking about? You know, well, I mean? listen, every single time they play, games, I am the national every, media every week. I literally, I'll say, who's the broadcaster? And like this past week, James Lofton was doing the Browns game. I'm like, look, yeah. I know the Browns are not playing well today, but give a lot of like, give love when Ian Eagle was doing a game, when Spiro Ditas is doing a game. Even Jim Nance is doing it. I'm like, dude, you gotta hype my boy. So I'm trying yeah. for where way, I am. By the way, Todd Bunkin, 57. So you know you're not some young buck himself yeah, on true. that list. All right, we it's got time for him to move on. We we got a lot more to get to. This is Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Stick around. All right, great friends. Hey, what's going on? It's Kaplan and crew on a Tuesday afternoon. Highlight of the day coming up here in this segment. We'll get to it in a minute. But, you know, um, for all this talk about coaching, and today Mike Vrabel gets fired by Tennessee, and we were talking about the Chargers and who they might be looking at as head coaching candidates. And we were talking about other guys that perhaps are, you know, ready to get a shot who aren't. Um, when we talk about great head coaches, I will admit, that for many years, I really thought Sean McVay was kind of overrated, you know? But I will say this, um, this year right here and what the Rams have accomplished and the fact that the Rams are in the playoffs when they were predicted to be like a six-win team, I would tell you that not only was I wrong about Sean McVay, but I honestly believe that this is his best coaching job and his staff's best coaching job ever, ever. So, um, I can't wait for this upcoming weekend. Alex, if you put up the, on the screen for everybody uh, where we are in the NFL playoffs and what's going to happen this weekend, I, I'm five games, uh, or is it six games? Is it six games over three days? Anyway, <laughs> what a weekend. What a weekend coming up here of, of wildcard weekend. Let's, let's go through it here. So the Browns and the Texans kick things off on Saturday. Browner, you seem to be very confident that the Browns will go to Houston and win that game, no problem. I'm a little more nervous about that game. You're a nervous guy, brother. You're a nervous guy, and it's okay. That's all right. We all can't be the same. I just I got confidence in what I've seen from that defense. Again, no disrespect to the offensive side of the ball in Cleveland, but defensively, what they bring to the table allows Joe Flacco to be able to throw three interceptions and still win football games. Well, how often does Joe Flacco throw three interceptions in a game? Because to uh, me, two, I would three, I would, three I would, against I would, the Bears. I would, through I would two, tell you this. Through, through two against uh, the, the game that he played before. they the So week 16, I think it was. Through two then. Let me look it up to be sure. Talk amongst yourself. Because the, the game that they played Talk against Houston. Yourself. Thank you. The game they played against Houston, uh, the game where Amari Cooper had like 260 receiving yards, Flacco threw for like 370 or 380 yards. I mean, Flacco. C.J. Stroud did not play that game. That is true. Right. But, but Flacco has put up like – career numbers for a guy who's been a Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl champion and a hundred million dollar quarterback Flacco has put up in this very short period of time like career numbers so to me Flacco has been great and the um, the Browns offense isn't getting anywhere near enough credit Alex you I saw you last night put up a post on Twitter about how the game last night the national championship game played in Houston last night was the same building 
that San Diego State played their national championship game in against Connecticut. Yeah. And I, what what is up with was, the leaks in the building? Leaking. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. I really had to go look it up to see how old this stadium is. It's not I, that old. It's not. But when I was there, I was shocked at how many of those seats were like rusted over and just how basic it is and how they're consi- they just had the final four. Now they just had the national championship. They're going to host the playoff game. It's just like, I know the playoff game's not, but you know, they're in the rotation for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's like, how did they get all this stuff? And the stadium's not even that good. And it just hit me. Just put a roof on something. Mm-hmm. Just put a roof on something. That's it. Like if imagine if MetLife had a roof, everything would be in MetLife. Everything. Joe, Joe Flacco has seven interceptions, mm-hmm. seven interceptions in five games. Okay. How many touchdown passes? Six, uh, in six games. Four, four, wait, hold on. How many four touchdown games. passes? Got. Oh, man. I know. So we should, we should never. Beep bop. Send him a link. Beep bop. Beep bop. Where's the glasses? Five games. Three. He's played five games, 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Okay. And then how go. many yards? 1,616. Yeah, I mean Flacco's been great. I mean, yes, he's thrown some picks, no doubt about it. But what I'm uh, saying, but what I'm saying is, uh, what allows him to be able to throw for so many yards and not be penalized by that is the defense. That defense is unbelievable. There's, I don't, I, I can't, you can't find somebody who can throw three picks in a game, and they still win that game. So I think that that's a Cleveland had five turnovers in that game. I got two fumbles in that game too because I watched that game in disbelief that the Bears didn't win it. Mm-hmm. So. Listen, I'm not as confident as you are. I know you're very confident in that Cleveland defense. I'm very worried about this game. But letting in, look, and, I, and let me say one more thing. And let me say one more thing. Let me say one more thing. Let me say one more thing. I love representation. Mm-hmm. See, Stroud ain't that good. Oh, I'm stop. just saying. Stop, stop. This is the same guy that said Carson Wentz was a top five quarterback. CJ right. Stroud, CJ Stroud is having a top five quarterback season. It's only his rookie year. But come on, and, man. You know, you know the disaster that the Houston Texans was that were as an organization. You know that they got rid of their quarterback and mm-hmm. Sean Watson A hasn't produced, B can't stay healthy, and a guy like Joe Flacco has made Deshaun Watson look average uh, because he's been that much better in Cleveland. And CJ Stroud has gone to Houston and more than replaced Deshaun Watson. Can I can I say something that we've all agreed upon that no one that y'all no one wants to really mention? This is the worst year in the NFL. I would say I've ever seen. This is one of the worst years Alex has ever seen because we've talked about this on the show multiple times, how bad the NFL has been across the board this year. I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But the the way that people are putting him in like top five, top seven quarterbacks, nah, man, I can't do it. I can't do it. And you're about to see. The, the, the temperature about to be turned up on him with a real NFL defense. Let's see what he does. Yeah. Let's listen, see what he does. Listen, I, I hope Cleveland's defense goes down there and shuts him down. I do. I mean, listen, I I, I, mean, I Cleveland's I, an eleven win team yes, going on the road for a playoff game. Right. Like okay. Let's see what happens. Okay. Alex, if you go back to the uh the weekend, the, the wild card weekend that's upcoming. I just can't believe what you just said about I know the noises, the noises that were the noises that got made because I said, Oh, oh, oh. Oh, y'all, y'all sound like uh, a Penix. Oh, 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 come on, man. Get out. That ain't that crazy. Shout out to the late, great John Clayton, who once brilliantly told us, Browner, you don't know jack squat about quarterbacking in the NFL. I will I. always P. hang on to that. 
RIP. It's just RIP. wild. Like in a year, literally, like I like how you try to use my words against me in a year where we saw so much bad football. CJ Stroud was actually good. And you're like, oh, he's not that good. <laughs> again, well, no, he's, again. What he's trying to do is he's trying to say that the football's been so bad that Thank it you. makes him look good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. But, but, See, that's all. I just need somebody to hear me. No, I, I need somebody you. to hear me. I, I hear you, but I still think you're wrong. But I hear you. That's okay. Like, that's okay. That's okay. You can think I'm wrong. He's a as long as you hear me. He's a rookie with a rookie coach with like rookie receivers, no running yeah. back. He threw yeah. for 4,100 yards, 23 touchdowns, yeah. five picks. All that. Yeah. And he's not, he should yeah. be in the MVP conversation. Stop. Wow. Now he better than Lamar Jackson? No, no I said he's in not the better than Lamar Jackson. But no, no, this is what y'all do to me. This is what y'all do to me. Is, it, is that what we do to you? Yeah, this is what y'all do to me. All right. Well, let me do this. Um, so, mm, mm, mm. okay. So, so you know what he's trying to do, right? right? You know John Elway now. He's we're John Elway now. We're gonna, it's only taking us two days to start yelling at each other. You know what he's trying to do, right? Mm. He's trying to bring down. Me. He's trying Don't to bring down about me. one actual good Ohio State quarterback prospect. Don't talk about me. Come out of that university to try and. But Justin Fields is great. Yeah. Even well, though we I can mean, all see what's happening. Let me put it this way. Let me. Ask we you, can. Let me ask you this question: If I told you right now you had to choose between Justin Fields and C.J. Stroud to be your quarterback next year, who would you rather have? Whose team is he on? Just across, forget it. All things being equal, you have a choice. Both are free agents. Both cost mm -hmm. the same amount of money. You oh. have a choice. Bro, that ain't that ain't hard for me. Give me Justin Fields. That ain't hard. No, CJ. That ain't hard. No, CJ Stroud has Again. way, way, way more upside. I was wrong about you, CJ Stroud too. You because you I, asked I took me a question. Entire, yeah, I took and the entire Ohio answer, State knowing what history. Tracers were I took the entire Ohio State. Terrible. <laughs> He's making all the I'm telling y'all, man. I'm going to John Clayton, RIP, brother. You you said a very funny thing on this show, and it will live forever as long as this show lives. But what I will tell you is I know I'm right about Justin Fields. I know I am. Right. I've seen it. You're right I about Joe Burrow. It. Mm -hmm. I, no, 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 no. I told I told y'all my belief about why oh, Joe Burrow. Oh, you missed this one. Hold on. You let me cat let you miss this one, Scott. Justin Herbert already better than Andrew Luck ever was. Yeah. What you mean? Week. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Don't we talk about numbers here? No, we don't. We don't talk about numbers no more. Yeah. Better <laughs> numbers than aren't important already. Uh, look at the numbers. Then we talk about numbers. Ain't y'all telling me? Oh, CJ Stafford threw for four thousand yards in his. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Did he pass Justin Herbert? Did CJ Stroud pass Justin Herbert in in rookie passing yards touchdowns? Did he? No, because I don't know. Herbert passed Andrew Luck. Yeah, I would say this right now. Um, if you said to me you got to choose between CJ Stroud and you got to choose between him and Justin Herbert, right now I take Stroud. That's hate in your heart. That's why. That's hate in your heart. It's it's belief that after That's one your year, heart. no, after one year, I, and by the way, I agree with you. I think Herbert is better than what Andrew Luck was. But thank you. That's but it. I think, but I think that hmm. CJ Stroud has more again more upside than all these guys right now. Totally disagree with that, but uh, again, How again, can you be down on we, this young brother like this. Come on, see, don't do it. Don't do it like that. Don't do it like that. I'm I'm evaluating play. Don't do that to me. Come on, don't try to make. Don't, don't turn this into that thing. I mean, that's don't the only turn, it, you I mean, you Justin did start. You did start. Years. You did start your, your. You did start this entire thing by saying representation matters to me. Yes, you did it does. start that. So, but right. don't believe that that blindly disallows me to evaluate people properly. All right, let me do this. Let me get us to the highlight of the day. And the highlight of the day today. Uh, I want to get us into the Rams and the Lions game. But if I don't just use the Rams and the Lions as a highlight of the day, we'll never get to the highlight of the day. So, Alex, why don't we get to the highlight of the day, and then we'll get into the Rams and the Lions. What do you say? It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want 
to get high, man. I'm just really high. Sorry, I had to take a deep breath. I was trying to catch up with everything Browner just said. The promo code is better fun. <laughs> better, but I literally took a deep breath. <sighs> yo, the promo code is funny, better fun in California Holistics. Better bud. And today is a uh, tincture and topical Tuesday. Emerald Bay Bogo, 50% off at Tori in California Holistics. Go check them out. Spend a minimum of 75 bucks and get 20% off your purchase at Tori in California Holistics. You know, I'm just, uh, this is reminding me. Um, that browner and like his hot take you know you know uh sweet 16 will come up again in just a couple of months and um that reminded me that you know i, I miss my man joe rigby which then reminded me that we want to do this boat trip with captain troy and the yacht america which then reminded me that i needed to send captain troy a text so i just sent captain troy a text we got to put together our boat party our new year 2024 kick off the new year party. And um, as soon as I lock in this date with captain Troy, then we'll put out invitations for whatever it is like 70 people or however many people we can take on the, uh, on the yacht America. So better bud is the discount code save 20% at Tory holistics and California holistics. And Alex, this is what I want to do. I want to make our highlight of the day, the Rams and the lions, because again, if you put up on the screen, all of the playoff games for the upcoming weekend, the Rams and the Lions is game of the weekend. I mean, look, um, Browns, Texans, okay. Dolphins, Chiefs, interesting, but both a little disappointing. Steelers kind of sneak in at Buffalo. Uh, by the way, I, I I think the Steelers could win that game. Um, Green Bay a, a, at um, the Cowboys. A lot of people think Green mm -hmm. Bay can win that game. I personally think the Cowboys. That's the win. game of the week, by the way. That's the game but, of the week. But the Rams and the Lions, having this whole Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff, Having Matthew Stafford, I saw Matthew Stafford's wife post on Instagram yesterday his goodbye message to Detroit when he left to go to the Rams. And who would have ever thought, ever, that Matthew Stafford would find himself in a playoff game in Detroit for another team? Mm. And I love it, man. I, I think it's juicy. So, Alex, why don't we take a listen to Sean McVay? Let's take a listen to Matthew Stafford. Let, let's hear what these guys had to say, and then we'll... We'll jump in with some commentary on this stuff. I, I don't get too caught up in that. I think it's really about our team versus their team. There's some familiarity, just like he has familiarity with us. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of fun external narratives, but it really is going to be about us as a football team um, going there and, and trying to play good complimentary football and, uh, and put it all together. And this is why you do it. These are awesome opportunities. Um, the atmosphere and the environment we all know is going to be great. And, and that's what NFL playoff football is about. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to just figure out whether we're playing on Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> that was after the game this past weekend, yeah. after they beat San Francisco. But he's right. I mean, it's not Goff versus Stafford, but yet it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that so is this, the story. If golf, if golf can pull this off, yes, they did win a Super Bowl. But for uh, the personal pride of, yeah, see, told y'all, told it's you. So much, it's so much deeper, though, than just the two quarterbacks. Like, the, the Lions have their general manager who worked in the front office of the Rams and then took off and went to Detroit. And that's how that whole deal got together. Cause that guy believed in Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. um, it is Jared Goff against Sean McVay and Les Snead, mm -hmm. two guys that gave up on him, mm -hmm. you know, and it is the lions first home game since the early nineties. And, and, you know, Eric Kramer was the starting quarterback of the game 
the last time the Lions hosted a playoff game. Wayne Fonts was the head coach. Barry Sanders, which, by the way, have you guys seen this Barry Sanders documentary people are hyped about? I haven't seen it yet. No, everyone says it's it's good. I haven't heard it. Yeah, Dude, you just think, okay, let's listen to Stafford and then I'll say what I will say because this could be bad for Detroit. So here's Matt Stafford. The opportunity happens to be in Detroit, which is fun for me on a personal level. We have some other guys on our team that are from the city too, which is really cool. Um, I know it's going to be rocking there. You know, haven't had a playoff game there about 30 years or whatever it is. So uh, it'll be a great atmosphere. It'll be a tough task for us, but uh, I'm definitely excited. So just put yourself in as, listen, Brown is a Bears fan. I'm a Vikings fan. We know heartbreak. We know letdown. We know disappointment. We don't know to the level that Detroit Lion fans know. Like they we do not. They are, have been the the pit, the smelly armpit of the NFL for a very long time. They haven't hosted a playoff game like you said. What was it, ninety four? Uh, you imagine, just put yourself, put I a know. Lions head on. You know where you're going. You are a Lions fan. You are finally a good team. You believe in your head coach. You have a quarterback. You have real, real superstars on that team. And you're hosting a playoff game for the first time in 30 years. And who comes to town but the quarterback that used to be on your team that you traded this quarterback for? Can you imagine that guy beats you? Can you mm. imagine Matt Stafford comes back to town? Matt Stafford might go in like the Hall of the Lions Hall of Fame. He was mm-hmm. there for so long with so many records. And did, and did so well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Matt Stafford comes into town with the team that, that, that traded for him, won a Super Bowl with him, and he beats you. At home, I know. That's, Crazy. That would, be, that would be so Lions, right? Yeah, it would. It would be, be so Lions. Would be, that's why. That's why Browner. When you're talking about your confidence in the Browns, it would be so Browns to win 11 games and then go on the road and lose to a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. It would be so Vikings. It would be so Chargers. It would be so Lions to have these kinds of things happen against them. So, um, so would it be more gut wrenching, like the loss? I'm talking about the loss. Like, is it more gut wrenching if Stafford leaves like leads a game winning drive, or if Goff throws a game ending interception? Mm. No, Goff. No, no, no. Uh, 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 the first one. Stafford. Stafford, Stafford tearing that hurt. Game winning that hurt. Drive. Yeah. Yeah. That hurts because you've seen him do it for you so many times, and now here he comes, and you. I'm telling you, you will be able to feel it in that building if it comes down to him in a final drive. That building will be so yeah. tight you can make a diamond. But I kind of mm-hmm. feel like it's the other way because that's your guy going forward, anyways. Like if Stafford comes in and and if if Goff puts you in a position that you're winning, and Stafford leads the drive, like that sucks. Don't get me wrong. But if you are losing already and you need your guy to lead a, a drive to for a touchdown, and he throws a pick, and Stafford leaves with the win, and you still are with Goff forever, you're like ah. Like that's got to suck. You know why? The, no, no, see, you know why the Stafford is worse. The Stafford is worse because you were winning. You were winning. You had the game won, and all you had to do was stop him. But here you go. Now, if he throws a pick, he throws picks. Like we've seen what, him throw turnovers before. What's the line in this game? I, I, uh, I right now Lions by three. Okay, I got to tell you right now. I, I, I want to. I, I think the Lions, the Lions should win this game. Should. But man, I'm telling Sam you right Laporta now, Sam Laporta probably not going to play. That's a big deal. Who's right. playing? That's a Their huge loss. Sam, Sam Laporta. Laporta. It was the best tight end in, in, yeah, in the league yeah. this year. But I'll tell you, man, I, something scares Statistical. me about this yes. game. So if I'm the if I'm the Lions, I've been building to this point. 
I think Same I'm the better here. team. I had the better season. Should have won that game against the Cowboys, you know, where they got jobbed by the referees. Mm -hmm. um, and they wouldn't be in this situation. But I'm telling you, man, something makes me super nervous because the Rams, the way they've turned their season around, the way they've been coached, the way young players who are mid-round draft choices have turned into superstars, there is something that makes me super, super nervous about this game. They, the defense is where I think this game's going to come down to, whose defense actually steps up. They're literally the same. Yards per game, right. 336 to 337. Points per game, 23.2 and 22.2. They're literally this the is same why, on defense. <laughs> this is why I think the Rams will win, and I said this back when this first came up. This offense may have better weapons on it and in a better position than it did when they won the Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe like, the offense is the offense is is not is there. Absolutely. Hey, let me. The defense this. isn't. Yeah, but but let me just do this real quick because we only have about another minute, and then we'll get into uncensored. But guys, um, tonight this is a little bit later on tonight. San Diego State is playing, and yet again another opportunity on national TV. It may not be CBS, but it is the CBS Sports Network taking on San Jose State, a team they should honestly they they should crush these guys. I mean, I think they should. Um, another opportunity for San Diego State. They got to win these games, and they I think they got to win them big. I mean, to get any sort of respect, because nobody's going to look at San Jose State and go, wow, it's an impressive win. But I know I'll be watching this game tonight at 8 o'clock. Alex, I know you'll be all over. Brian, you said you had something you had to say about the San Diego State basketball team. Hey, San Diego State. Uh, Mikey Williams in the transfer portal. Fix it. Already? Fix it. Well, he has some gun charges from what happened at his house. He's not going to Memphis anymore. He's in the transfer portal. Fix it. Fix he's it. He'd be the highest recruit you've ever had. Fix it. Not, is, does he, does no, he's he not going to Memphis. Legal troubles? He's out, no, is he out of the legal troubles? Yes. Yes, he's out of the legal Fish troubles. Out. No jail time. I would love to see Mikey Williams go to San Diego State. Because, look, when you see a guy like Boogie Ellis, for example, he started his career at Memphis also, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's a San Diego kid. Yes. Now he's at USC. I would yep. love to see Mike yep. Williams get his life right and do it at San Diego State. All right, stick around. For everybody that's listening on radio, we got lots more to get to. For all the podcasters, let's go get on All right, great friends. Time for a little uncensored uh, here on the podcast. I, I haven't heard back from Captain Troy yet. We've got to get this thing organized for our boat trip for the new year. I, I mean, I feel like we promised the great friends we were going to do it. And I feel like we got to do it. Don't you guys? I mean, I, I, and I don't, I know so many people are like, oh, the holidays, they come, they go, you know, and then like, we're on to the new year. To me, let's celebrate the new year. Let's do this thing, you know? Yeah. The right day. I think the day we talked about yesterday was Saturday the 27th which is the day before the NFC and AFC championship games. Does that still sound like a good idea to you guys? Yeah. I'm free that weekend, I believe. Mm -hmm. How about you, I don't have anything planned until after the Super Bowl. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. When it, when, to... it comes to, when it comes to work, I can move everything. Okay. Okay. I, um, I'm thinking about that weekend because I know Sunday I've got an appearance up at Yamava Casino, you know? Um, so what, I, but I, what, what week can you say? Wait, what that weekend, the AFC and NFC championship game. Oh, he's being told what? he's not free that weekend. Who me? What? No Browner right what now is being told he's not free that weekend. <laughs> Yo, what that say that again. The 27th, 27th of January. I'm looking at my calendar. Is that a, too. A Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, no, no, no. I'll be back for that. I'll be back by there. Well, where everything can be moved for work, man. Everything can be moved for work. Yeah, Are everything can be moved prior for work. to that. You, you got some plans to be somewhere else prior you didn't to that? see him look to his left. He's being told what he's got. Hey, man, let's talk about Mikey Williams real quick. <laughs> Listen, the, that's the funniest thing coming from you two motherfuckers that has been said on this show oh, all day. Oh, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm totally whipped, number one, and number two. I'm totally controlled yeah. by. We also don't fight it, so. Yeah, no, I don't. I, yeah. I don't care. You make it seem like you guys. Anything can be moved control. forward. Wait, what? What? Oh, I can't. I was. Yeah. I was looking at it. Oh, I I was... oh, yeah. Wait. What'd you say? What? I uh, can I do it? Are you sure? Okay. Thanks, boo. I love you. All right. Thanks. Oh, thanks, oh. boo. Oh, hell yeah. So, we all saw it. It was on camera. What? What you? What you didn't see me look at was the calendar. I was looking oh, yeah. to my left. Because to my left is a calendar in which lots of things are on it involving children. To so left, therefore, I can't left, I can't bring right, three kids. I can't bring three kids on a boat because that's a disaster. No, the, no. the kids are, the no, because you know what'll happen is Life unless life. they fall overboard, is um is that the great friends would love to take care of your kids. JJ. No, I'm gonna pass on that. I'm gonna pass on that. Yeah. I'm good. I love I love y'all. No, I love y'all 100 percent man, but I can't do that. I, I don't we can't have anybody falling overboard. Dude, these these the these right. oceans right now mm-hmm. are scary as hell, man. These not only is it Bruh. these king tides coming in, these orcas killing dolphins right off our coast. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody somebody nobody gotta, eat. Fall in. gotta eat. Nobody can fall in. And two, by the way, can it stop being 30 degrees when I wake up? Can we do that? They, they said last we do night that? was gonna be was gonna be the coldest night of the year in San Diego. Dude, I I, you guys know, I, I am like opposed to turning on the heat in my house cause I'm too cheap and I hate the hot, like air blowing on me. I don't give a shit, man. I've been turning on the heat the last two nights. I just don't care. I, hot, I can't. Listen, bro, it's 30 degrees, high thirties. I I'm not here for this. I'm yeah. not here for this. Fix it. Yeah, you could be Fix in Chicago it. for this. One of the very, King Tide, living, you know, El Nino, whoever that is. doesn't get cold in here. I slept with the window open yesterday. A little crack. Really? It What's wrong with you? It doesn't get cold. You get the stuff You stuff at the window open. What's wrong with you? You know what it, it probably nice, is. It was a nice, it's cool. What what floor do you live on? Second. And so, is there somebody in a condo underneath you? Right below me. Yeah. Yeah, that heat rises right there yeah. to you. Yeah. 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 Slept with the window open last night. Wife mm-hmm. took the blankets. I don't even think I had a blanket most of the night. It was nice. <laughs> yeah. You're like a polar bear, man. Yeah. I hate being hot. I love being cold. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> love it all right listen to me um tomorrow uh i know i'll be up in la and um i gotta get a, i gotta get on the road here and i gotta stop for chick-fil-a do that okay i'm doing it i'm getting the spicy chicken deluxe and i admit it i don't care i'm getting the freaking little nugget things too you wanna you wanna bring on one of your la cap co-workers and talk about the rams tomorrow maybe demarco far i love demarco yeah that's who i was talking about yeah love demarco sure would love to what George Sedano doesn't want to do that? George Sedano want to come on and talk about the Rams? You know, my boy Sedano got COVID. Everyone's he in protocol again? What's that? The NBA put him in protocol again? I don't know about the NBA in protocol. I don't know. What, that was always that a fun. That was a fun thing when reporters like I have been entered into protocol. Yeah, like, bro, just <laughs> got COVID, dog. <laughs> I would. I honestly like right now. I, okay, so I I know I'm sure I probably. Well, I say I know I'm sure I had the flu about a week ago. And yeah, it COVID, one, man. It was a one-day deal. I, I had taken the flu shot. I had one day where I was knocked down in bed. I was shivering. Mm-hmm. I was cold. 
That was it. It was a one day deal because of the flu shot. I'm sure of that. Um, I definitely had some kind of like sinus infection or something. I took a Z pack, boom, knocked it right out. But if, if somebody like, for example, if you told me like, Hey, he's sick. I'd be like, I'm not taking a COVID test. Like what, what is COVID now? COVID is, isn't COVID now comparable. I mean, purely, truly comparable to the flu or just getting sick. Like, okay, Aaron Rodgers, here we no, go. No, I'm not trying to be, I'm, you know me, I took the vaccination. Oh, you know who got COVID and everybody was like, was throwing a parade. Well, the right ring was throwing a parade. Stern, Howard Stern finally got COVID. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. And everybody was like laughing at him. Like, you, you didn't leave your house for four years. And now look at you. You still got it. <laughs> still rich. Still yeah. famous. You'll live. I, I was at a New Year's party. And I think like a bunch of people, like fam all family. And I did read something like if you went to a, a New Year's party and there was 20 or more people, you're going to 65% chance you get COVID. If there was 30 or more people, like 90% chance you're going to get COVID. Really? Yeah. I will tell you that um, on New Year's Eve, because I was I, I was sick on that night, dude, I was in bed by nine o'clock. I was watching uh, uh, freaking Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen mm. is the most annoying. Look, I know he's successful. I know he created the Housewives and, you know, he's got all these franchises now and I know he's made a shit ton of money. That motherfucker is so annoying. So I don't annoying. get it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get, get it. it either. I don't get it. I don't either. get it. I don't, I don't get the thing. Those shows, those shows and the Rose bowl. I, I don't know who they're marketed to. Like who's me neither. around watching me that? neither. I don't know. I was like, watching it because I was in bed. I was in bed. Yeah. <laughs> I really but was. still like Netflix, HBO max. Like there's yeah. other stuff to, I don't know. I, I've literally was like, Oh, let's sit around and watch the ball drop. What? I don't know. No, I do thanks. That. I do that. If no, you have a, the only way that that works, if you have a house party and it's on in the background of a house party. Yeah, yeah I, I watched it. And I was in bed by myself. I think one time we just synced up the uh, a replay of the Sydney one because the fireworks show was so badass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fireworks show bomb. That's about the closest thing I ever got to the ball drop. Hong Kong got the bomb fire show too. Firework show too. Oh, down in TJ. Shout out. Yeah, not Hong Kong and DJ in TJ. You don't know that. You don't by know what way, I meant. Hey, you, by know, the you way. can see it from the outlets now. They built the. You, the you know what? <laughs> big now you see the HK. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, you know, you know how you got your global no entry purpose. card? Yeah. You know, you yeah. know how you got, dude, I came back from, uh, from Loretto. I flew into mm -hmm. TJ. I go into like, you know, customs. And instead of just showing my passport, I go, you know what? I'm going to show my global entry. They mm -hmm. freaking took my global entry card from me. They said, oh, mm -hmm. you're, you, you've lost your, your credentials. This all goes back to last year and the drama that I was dealing no with in way. court with my ex. Right. Cause they, they scanned fucking, it. They took it. They took it from me and they're like, you got to, mm. you know, call a supervisor and you got to prove this and you got to prove that. And you got to get paperwork. I mean, what a pain in the ass. Well, is your passport now invalid then? No, my passport is fine. It's the global entry. Global oh, entry is like a higher level of, you know, like security that you've passed right. a higher level of security, you know, took my freaking global entry card from me. Oh, so embarrassing. All right. We got to go. We're back tomorrow. Peace out, everybody. I'm going, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. I'm going to Chick-fil-A.